back to the Lima Business Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This segment sponsored by Integrated Behavioral Health Services. Welcome back to the Liba Business Hour. This segment is sponsored by Integrated Behavior Health Services. Build a stronger, healthier community through advocacy, inclusion, perseverance, unity, and compassion. Learn more at ibhealthservices.com. All right. Our guest for this second segment is my good friend, Aaron Young with Chef Off Chef. Uh, Aaron is recovering right now (laughs) or adjusting to the heat after a little... uh, trip south so welcome back to the beautiful i mean if you look outside it's a beautiful day right i mean look at that the sun's shining the streets are starting to get cleared up a little more it just looks beautiful out there it is Uh, just don't look at the temperature Temperature. gauge so all right aaron let's uh jump right in um because i want to give you plenty of time uh to talk about the thing that you know the most about which is chef off chef so kind of give us just a little bit of background on how you got started. Let's just start with that. So I am wearing a Mexican poncho right now. My mother is actually Hispanic. I grew up in New Mexico for seven years of my life. And then my dad's from the Midwest. So he moved us around. And as a kid, I didn't really understand food as what it, how it brings people together. But I love the family aspect. My grandma, my dad's mom was an amazing cook. All my mom's side of the family, New Mexican style cuisine. Um, and I just, I, I didn't really appreciate it as a kid, but as I got older and we were moving away and coming back, I love the aspect of what food brings everybody together. No matter what you believe, what your um, po- politic views are, people love a good meal. And I just, I love that aspect. And as, as I got older, I wanted to be involved with that somehow. I didn't know what it was. I always had the entrepreneurship itch. Even to this day, when I have to make lemonade for an event, I'll open up that country time lemonade and you'll get that powder in your the nose. powder and, smell. Yeah. And-, and it literally gives me a flashback as a 10 year old kid. This is how my brain worked at 10 years old. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm paying $5 for the lemonade. I got $2 into the cups. You know, okay, I'm in this at $7. My ice, my water's free. I got to sell, if I'm selling at 50 cents, I got to sell 14 of them to break even. Everything after that is pure profit. Like, that's, oh my God, you're like my brother from another mother. That is how my brain Because when I look at things, I mean, that's exactly what it's like. It's like, okay, if we're going to do this, then I need to sell X number of these to break even. I know I, I'm going to work my butt off to sell twice that amount. Yeah. Because then the second half of those are for a profit, I, right? I was hustling. There were new construction in our neighborhood. So I was going to the construction site, selling these lemonades to the construction workers. Like nice. that's just how my brain worked at 10 years. I was picking up dog poop in our neighbor's yard. I was painting address uh, on the curbs. So I've always just had this itch because my parents both were like, oh, if you want something, you got to you gotta earn it. You got to go buy it because you know, we don't really have the extra money to do that. So I always had that drive. But it wasn't until high school. I was just kind of, I was at Southwest. I was doing the four quarters. So my senior year, I only had to take two serious classes. Then I could take two fun classes. And I took the culinary classes because I just, I enjoyed food. Never thought of it as a career. No one in my family does food as a career. And my culinary teacher, Sherry McCraney at the time was like, you have a really natural gift for this. Have you thought about culinary school? And I was like, I didn't even know it was a thing. So she helped me kind of apply for a lot of different ones. I ended up going with the SEC here in town. And I absolutely loved it. And the best value I got out of it was uh, networking. 100% my teachers. Um, Joe Taylor at the time was the program chair. And she said the very first day of the introduction class, she's like, hey, if you want to do extra stuff, if you want to go to high schools, if you want to judge culinary competitions, you know, come see me. And I like right after class went up there and said, hi, my name's Aaron. I really want to, I want to, I want to get as much out of this as I can. And so how I got started with Chef Off Chef, I invented the name in 2010. 
when I uh, Googled it, nothing came up. I put it together, nothing on Google. So I was like, I need this. So then I trademarked it. I got it. And then in 2012, I uh, registered everything with the state and I became officially a business in 2012. And how I got my start was with those connections I made at SEC. She recommended me to be her sorority chef at her old sorority uh, Tri-Delta at UNL. Because before then, I was working at a different restaurants, just trying to move my way up yeah. to be an executive chef. But, uh, you know, I still had that entrepreneurship. It's like, how do I do this on my own? So I got this personal chef job at a sorority house that my uh, program chair was a uh, alumni of. Not a horrible gig for a young guy. No, and people always say, oh, that must be great. But you got to remember, I saw these girls at their worst. I saw them at breakups. I saw them at their best for Monday night formals, for dances. But it was really cool because the kitchen was a safe space for them. They could come. They could. You, were, you weren't just the cook or the chef. It's kind of therapist. You were the therapist. You were the big brother. <laughs> yep. You were you were dad yep. in some cases. This, I mean, seriously. At this point, I was only maybe three years older than the oldest girls in the house. Oh, wow. So um, they trusted me. The house mom trusted me, which anytime someone trusts you, that just builds your confidence even more. But after year two, I had girls and guys coming from other houses saying, can you essentially do this at our house? Because our food service is not great. We want to do this. So. That's when in 2011, I kind of wrote up everything and I proposed it. And the house that I was at actually just wanted me to be their cook. They didn't want to hire my company. They wanted to keep everything internal. And I said, I'm sorry, I, I got to be more than just a cook. I need to, I have this dream. Yeah. So then actually Greg's fraternity house hired me. It was my first official <laughs> job, DU, uh, who was on before. So I actually got to cook for Greg when he was a fraternity See, guy. you didn't know this, but I, I did all the background research yeah. and that's why I planned the show that's, this dude, way. That's the beauty this of Lincoln. This is what, that's... That's I was just gonna say that's the craziness of Lincoln, Nebraska, is no clue. I scheduled Greg because I <laughs> wanted to get that Cornusker Bank story. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get your story out there, and it comes on the same day. That's yeah, awesome. That's so cool. And that's what I love about Lincoln. But 2012, Chef Off Chef got hired at a fraternity house. I had one wedding on the books. I had like three or four corporate events. And then every year it just built. The next year, school year, we had three fraternity houses, one sorority house. I think I had like six weddings probably 20 or 30 corporate events. And then 2014 is when I got my spot, which is just north of Whitehead Oil there on 25th and Randolph. And uh, we've been there since 2014. And that's just where things have... And you can do up. some... So talk about your space. You can do some small little events there. Uh, we can't anymore. So when I first opened So it, you used to, because yes, I've been to some. Yes, I've been to Liba events there. I used to have a cafe. When I first started, yeah. part of my rent agreement was my rent would be cut in half for the first three years if I had a cafe in there because the owner of the building at the time wanted another cafe sandwich shop back in that area. So I agreed to that. We had a small lunch dinner space. And then after my three-year lease was up, he's like, now we got to pay for full rent. And my cafe at the time was only doing, on a good day, was like $200 in sales because where my money was made was the catering side. Yeah. And so after when we renegotiated for the, the lease extension, I was like, if I'm not going to get a cut, I don't need to have the cafe in there. And he's like, that's fine. Cause at that point, Cultiva had moved in and they have a little shop there um, that does coffee for the teachers and mm -hmm. anyone that wants it. So then I just strictly I closed down the cafe and I went strictly for catering. And so, so uh, talk about what that catering business is, because uh, there are so many things you do in the catering space. It's just really cool. So, yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people think, Oh, caterings, you do weddings. That's yeah. it. So talk about kind of what you all do. So weddings are kind of our, I say, people say bread and butter. I like to say meat and taters because, you know, we're the Midwest and that honestly is what I really. You can fill up a lot easier, better with meat and taters, right? Meat and taters. Yeah. Bread and butter is good, but meat and taters is better. Yeah. 
And so that's what I really love to do. But that's just Friday, Saturdays. So how do you fill in the other days? How do you give your team full-time hours? Because, you know, even once you have a good team, if you want to keep them. So then we started uh, promoting more for corporate stuff. So we have several clients every week that'll have us do either one meal, one meal a month, few meals. Um, so we just get, we try to get those contracts. We have a lot of local businesses that use us, um, pharmaceutical reps. We feed a lot of medical um, offices. Um, and then we do still do fraternity houses. We have one that we do out of our catering kitchen because they only have about 20 guys that live in the house and it's a smaller house. And so typically if we staff a house, we recommend that there's at least 35 more just to justify the cost of having someone full-time cook there. But I mean, everything from lunch drop-offs, breakfasts. Um, we did a couple small events last night just for Christmas parties. I mean, December is one of our busiest months. January and February, slower wedding seasons, technically off. But we're gearing up for um, weddings in 2024. And then our big thing that keeps us busy during the week is a thing program we have called Wham Bam Meal in a Pan. And what is that? It is a fully prepared chef meal. It has a protein starch and a veggie in it. And it's ultimately to answer the question, what is for dinner? You don't have to think about it. You go on, you look at our menu, you see what we're offering on Monday, or it's Tuesday through Friday. So Tuesday, we're going to be featuring, I just put out the menu this morning. I can't remember it. But I do know Thursday, we're doing our New Mexican uh, chicken enchilada casserole with Spanish rice and Mexican cream corn. So if you look at the menu, you just pick the day, pick what pan size you want, two, four, six. We do all in increments of two and put your order in show up at our spot tell us your name we find your order we give it to you transaction takes less than 30 seconds go People home and put it on right the in. table and dig yep. in and if you don't need it right away you can put it in your oven on warm but it's one of those things where like i'll even text my wife and be like hey what's the dinner plan and she's like you're bringing home wham bam like, oh yeah <laughs> so even i forget but it's just one of those helpful yeah. tools we try to list out all the allergies on there because we do be, we're very conscious of that mm -hmm. um but the idea is that you just don't, it's either yes or no. We try to make it super simple, make it easy, wham, bam, meal in a pan, dinner's ready. So I want to talk about a couple of events that you and I have been involved yes. in together because, I, and, and this is one of those things where I don't think people would think about this. Yeah. So um, every year you're always kind and, and you're, you're, there's a, we did a dinner that we do at the, we did at the Liba auction. Mm hmm and not this past year, but a year, the year prior, we had somebody buy the, the meal from you, the rental of the apothecary loft for an evening and a bourbon tasting and said, I want to put them all three together. Do you care? And I'm like, I don't care. It's fine. And so, um, I provide the bourbon, you have the food, we have the apothecary and we get uh, Aaron from the still that comes out and like, and it's, here's the funniest thing. So the first time we did it, I showed up with, what was it? Six different bourbons. Yeah. I think it is six different bourbons. And you had this little kind of, it was a small, it was small courses, but it was a great meal that filled you up. And so I show up with six bourbons. You had not seen them before really. No. Um, and you have your food. And you and Aaron sit there and you're like, oh, we're going to put this with this and this with this and kind of did a little taste of each one of them and which one's going to go good and all those kind of things. And, and it just kind of, it became this thing. And the coolest part about the first time was I had brought a bottle of Oak and Eden. Mm -hmm. 
and you had made, I don't know, I want to call it like a muffin or a cupcake or it was something. English sticky toffee pudding cake. Yes. There you go. English sticky, sticky toffee, toffee pudding, pudding cake. cake with a drizzle made with oak and eden which was ironic which just and then the the ice cream you had ice cream with it it was just unbelievable so but talk about being able to do those kind of things because we did it again this year and and again same thing i show up with six bottles of bourbon and you're like here we go and it went perfect my favorite one from this year was the salmon course because like you don't think about doing a bourbon or a whiskey with the salmon but i recommended we ice it down you know take that alcohol point down a little bit still get that smokiness from the bourbon and the whiskey and pair it with the salmon in it with the it roasted is. Brussels sprouts. Oh my God. It, it was, was, it was really good. <sighs> I was like, that's my, my favorite thing is just doing that kind of stuff. Um, so when I first got started, we did a lot of in-home chefing. That was something that, um, I did a lot of, but now it's just one of those things where with the family and the business, I don't get to do them as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that uh, I have staff that wants to do more of them, but yeah, in-home personal chefing, um, what does that look like and mean? It's like we could plan a five to eight course menu anywhere from four to we've done up to 20 people. We go into your home. Um, you know, a lot of people have this beautiful china that they never get to use. And so we'll try to use as much of their plates as possible. If they don't have certain things, we can get it. Um, but the idea is that you're intimate, you're in your home. It's intimate. You don't have to worry about a closing time. Um, if everyone wants to drink a little too much and stay there, they can. It's not like a restaurant where you have to be out of there. Waiters waiting for you to leave. Um, it's just, and it's just fun. Like people are just more comfortable when they're in their home. You don't have to worry about, you want to have in, different conversations. You don't have to worry about people listening or anything like that. Um, but it's just fun. Cause we've gone out to like Sandy point. We've gone to different lake houses. We've gone as, I've gone as far as York before. Honestly, this is actually the best time to schedule them because we are not as busy on Friday, Saturdays. Um, so when I do do them, it's usually around this time. I think when we do the bourbon one, it's usually in September and they pick like a Tuesday or a Thursday. Yeah. It's like a Tuesday night like in September, which is like, no, okay. Yeah. But it turns <laughs> it into a really fun Tuesday. Yeah, Thursday. it does. And it's, 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 it's done very well where it's stretched out where you're not taking six shots of bourbon in you know, less than an hour. It's about a two hour meal yeah. experience. And that stuff is fun. It's just working it in. I do have a client who does a really unique thing where he'll go to a nonprofit and say, hey, I will sponsor the wine and the food, and you can sell tickets to the event for like $250 to $500 a ticket. You keep all the money, and it's a way that he can invest, you know, six, seven thousand, and they can get fourteen to twenty thousand out of it. Mm. And it's a really cool experience because he opens his house. We have to sometimes do it in the backyard. But well, yeah, we'll do appetizers, they'll get to do like a presentation, and then um we get to serve the food and we handle everything from you know, bringing the tables and chairs and flower decorations and it's just it's just a really fun way to have a fundraiser and a little bit different that's very cool well and i think it's good to talk about those kind of opportunities because i think when people hear oh your business is catering right they're like okay well i've got to have 500 people or 300 people and i gotta have a big venue and i gotta have a venue that lets me bring it in and that's about it but that's why I wanted you to have that opportunity to talk about all those different yeah. kind of things you do. And I mean, you could do it with beer, you could do it with wine, you could do it with bourbon, you could do it with about anything. anything. Yeah. Even if you don't want to drink, we can do it with mocktails and yeah. stuff like that. There's a lot of different things you can do, but that is one thing that I pride ourselves on that. I think we are one of the best is you have an event for three to 500 people. We can do it at a really economical cost and we can get people fed very quickly. That's something that a lot of DJs around town 
love about our service is we don't mess around. We don't do a single sided for 200 people. You know, we're doing a double sided buffet. We can get people fed in 15 to 20 minutes. And um, I love working with nonprofits because I get they have a budget. And that's a really cool thing about Chef Boss Chef is I'm the only owner. I have very little debt. Um, yeah, and you get to make all the decisions. I get to make all the decisions. That's the awesome thing. So this is awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Aaron. I appreciate you taking yes, some time to come in, me. talk about Chef Off Chef. Oh, we just got a text on the text line. How do we find him on social media? Oh, Chef Off Chef. C H E F A U C H E F. Yeah. Don't look for Chef on Chef. Totally different yeah. website. Different. Just Chef Off Chef. Chef so Off Chef. One word. Very good. Many possibilities. Excellent. So uh, website. Uh, chefoschef.com chefoschef.com c-h-e-f-a-u-c-h-e-f.com so uh check them out and and think differently and if you have a crazy idea i don't think there's an idea too crazy for aaron um he's willing to try anything so we appreciate you and i appreciate the things that you've you, you've done for liba especially this last four years uh just all kinds of awesome stuff so uh, and and I do run into Aaron quite a bit on the wedding circuit too. Yeah. I'll be going through the buffet and I'll be like, somebody be like, Hey bud. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and my wife's like, of course you found somebody that knows you here. So, uh, but we appreciate that. Check them out. Chef We'll be back right after this on 93, seven, the ticket.